This time of year, our skin gets so dry, especially for those of us who live in cold climates. So I couldn't live without One Earth Body Care. Their Skin Fix, which is great for your entire body. It's a thick, wonderful salve. You can rub it in your hands to soften it, and it makes your skin amazing. There's a day and night facial oil, which I use every day and night, and it really, really has helped my skin. There's a sleep balm that is also a salve consistency that has lavender and other things to help you relax. Of course, my all-time favorite is their natural deodorant because I am no longer smelly. If you've got a baby, they've got a baby butt saver. The other thing that has completely transformed my hair is their shampoo and conditioner bars. They've got Skin Fix for Pets, which has helped my glue stop eating his paws all the time or nibbling on them. And of course, they also have a pet shampoo bar. Please check them out at OneEarthBodyCare.com. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Health Power. It's Wednesday, which means we're talking about food. I love talking about food with Kayla Capiello. Hi. I'm so happy. Hi, Kayla. <laughs> so good to have you. I'm good. How are you? good it's it's snowing here and i'm kind of old so i'm yeah. over winter oh are you already i i really don't like the winter if i lived somewhere oh. where it was not cold and it didn't snow at all i would not be sad about that at all i hear you i'm i'm enjoying the snow because we've had a very rainy winter here in the in massachusetts and i'm like no i, I i'd rather have the snow with the snow i can still walk the dogs be outside bundle i love kayla's expression she's like I'm like but, so not about it. <laughs> well, I grew up in California. So like the th- I've been here 23 years. So the thrill has worn off. I'll be honest. Okay. The first few winters, I loved it. Now I'm like, not so much. But after rain, 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 because my pit bull blue, he's not a fan of walking in the rain. No. Like, he doesn't get out. He's like a maniac. He needs to get out. So with the snow, he just loves it. So I think that's part of it is seeing the joy that, you know, that he has in the snow. Yeah. Does your dog like the snow? No, he doesn't like anything. I feel like anything. <laughs> what kind of dog is he? He is she? a cavapoo. His name oh is Beans. He's almost two. But he doesn't like anything. He doesn't like when it rains. He doesn't like when it snows. I think he just doesn't like putting like anything on his paws. He's yes. just really not into. So oh getting God, a walk or go to the bathroom is not ideal. Oh my he gosh. It's dog. The- he wants to snuggle. and Exactly. That's it. Well, you know, it's funny because you made me think of something I hadn't thought about in years. My, um, I used to have an Irish setter German shepherd, Bobo, who's such an angel, but he had this long hair in his paws. And he loved the snow, but every five minutes he'd have to stop and chew on his paws and then run again and chew on his. And it's so nice with both my lab and my pit. They don't have that issue. So they can just go and go and go. But I can see. That's what it is. Does she have the long hair? Oh, yes. So fluffy. I have to see her. You got to have her with you next time. I will. (laughs) How'd you come up with the name Beans? That is just adorable. It's actually, so I guess it's funny because I'm a food blogger. Right. (laughs) I never actually really put two and two together, but Andrew's dad, um, he passed away like a few years ago, but we wanted when we got a dog to just name something that like reminded us like of his dad and his dad loved to eat like baked beans out of (laughs) can. So we were like, it would be really cute if we just named him beans. I think that's adorable. (laughs) And we knew that's the name we wanted. 
for like months before we got the dog. So like we would like text about it with like funny pictures of like dogs that looked like what we wanted to get. And now that we have him, I'm always sending pictures like here's beans sleeping or here's beans in the car, which we used to do with fake pictures. But now it's (laughs) now I sound like a lunatic. (laughs) No, not at all. And we will get to food. But you know what's interesting about dogs names is that I've gotten all my dogs from a shelter. And so They've already all been named. But with Bobo, his name was Bomber, which we didn't really understand. Maybe because he ran really fast. So we changed his to Bobo. But Blue is still Blue. Benji's still Benji. Oh, that's um, okay. Milo is still Milo. And um, Bailey was still Bailey. So it's kind of interesting. But my husband and I talk about getting a pit bull puppy someday and naming him Ernie. But getting back to food, of course, you get me on dogs and it's bad because food and dogs are my two favorite things. So let's let's get to food. What are we talking about today, Kayla? What recipe? So today we're talking about a five-ingredient easy taco bowl. Ooh, that sounds great. I like the easy. (laughs) Yeah, anything that's like five ingredients or less, I feel like that's always calling my name. And I feel like those recipes of mine always do so well because, Mm -hmm. you know, when I'm looking for someone else's recipe, if it has like 10 to 12 ingredients, I'm out. I'm done. Probably half of them I don't even own. So that's like really off-putting for me, especially right. before I was a food blogger. So when I became a food blogger, I was like, I that's just like not who I am. And I know right. people love recipes like that, but that's just like not who I am. No, I understand. It's easy Taco Bowl only has five ingredients and there's a bunch of different hacks to make it like really, really super simple. So wow. let me talk to you guys through it. Yes, jump right in. So the first thing you're going to do is have your rice. We talk about this all the time. You can use white rice, brown rice. You can mix brown rice with cauliflower rice. You can buy regular rice. You can buy frozen rice or you can buy microwavable rice. Obviously, the frozen rice or the microwavable rice is really simple and really easy. Andrew and I actually this week bought regular rice and made a huge thing of it and then portioned it out and froze it. That is a great idea. Bang frozen rice. I think it's so easy. It is so easy in the texture. I, I have to say at least the frozen rice that I get at Whole Foods and I'm, I'm they have it in a bag. The texture is perfect. It is. But I've I, gotten really lazy. I've gotten really lazy. So you can't mess it up. And no. I'm always one for messing up rice. So if yes. you freeze it yourself like we did this week, it's That's a good idea. But it was definitely worth it. Right. Not just buy the frozen rice. Right. Then the next thing is you are going to use any kind of chicken you want. So I diced up some regular raw chicken breasts. I seasoned it with taco seasoning and I pan fried it just to make sure it was crispy around the edges. It was Mm -hmm. cooked. It was easy and it took less than like 10 minutes. Oh, wow. Also be using a rotisserie chicken. I think we talked about this last week, but like a rotisserie chicken is definitely my best friend when I'm feeling lazy, when I just want to cut back on time or when I just don't have a lot of time. You can just use the shredded chicken or you can like pull pieces off of that and like cut it up into chunks. Any chicken you want. I know people buy, I know people buy, I'm acting like (laughs) I wasn't this person like five years ago before Andrew. Like I would just buy at the deli counter like regular grilled chicken breasts. I really don't like making meat. I think that's right. a lot of my recipes. Yeah, I get like, like that too. All of these different ways to like, you can make your own, but you can also buy it or you can do something in between. So with Andrew now, like he'll grill the chicken for us and it makes my life easier. But before Andrew, I did buy like at a deli, they just have- It's nice. Yeah, definitely. And then you need lettuce, salsa, and an avocado. That sounds great. 
Yeah, it's so easy. So you're going to make the rice, you're going to make the chicken, you're going to either do it ahead of time, or you're going to do it in that moment when you're cooking. But if you do it ahead of time, it's perfect for like meal prepping during the week. You're going to put the rice on the bottom, the pieces of chicken on the top, and then you are just going to top it with any shredded lettuce you want. If you like romaine, bib, butter, green leaf, whatever you want. Bib. I like that word too. Bib lettuce. (laughs) You're going to top it with mashed avocado and Mm -hmm. salsa. And then you can literally, there are hundreds of salsas out there. Yes. There's the green one. There's spicy. There's medium. There's hot. You can use a corn salsa. You can use a mango salsa and literally any of these things, like you can make this bowl three times in one week. And if you choose a different salsa and if you choose a different rice and if you choose a different like lettuce every time, it's like a different meal. Like it keeps it. Yeah, that's and true. You're eating the same exact thing yeah. every single day. Yeah. So it really make, sounds great. It's so easy. And it, we made it this week two different times. One time I mixed it up into a bowl and added like a lot of lettuce. So it felt like oh, okay. a salad with just mm-hmm. like a little bit of rice. Right. And then the next time I did it, I did it with less lettuce, more rice. And I actually also added black beans to that one. Oh, nice. Oh, beans. Sounds great. And then I added beans and it, they, it just tastes like two different things. Cause I hate the monotony of like, okay, you made this on Monday and now you're eating leftovers for like the next five days. And it's exactly <laughs> Yeah. That's like the word. I hate that. Yeah, that's really true. You know, there's um oh girl, I'm forgetting the name of it. I'll have to remember it next time. But it's is it Williams and not Williams and Sonoma? It's some kind of brand, and it they they make a lot of different types of salsas and dressings, and it's and I find it at Stop and Shop. It's Wait, green, hold on. It's and there's a green salsa, and it's phenomenal. Is it Stonewall Kitchen? It's Stonewall Kitchen. Huh? That salsa verde they have is like <laughs> California good Mexican. They have salsa. Yes, thank you. I knew it wasn't Williams. <laughs> as soon as you started talking about what it looked like, I was like, "Oh, she's gonna say this," and I love their spreads. They Find have like all yes. kind of aiolis and salsas. And yes, sauces and yes, the green one is salsa verde. I don't know if it's called verde. It should be, but it's phenomenal. When my daughter was three and four. Every day for lunch, she would sit on my lap. I got a big wooden bowl with lettuce, brown rice, beans, salsa, and guac. And we just ate the same thing every day. (laughs) That was way before I discovered this Stonewall kitchen. And uh, it was delicious, you know. Um, But I like what you're saying. And and I want to ask some questions, though, about the chicken. I feel like when I cook chicken, it either comes out rubbery or it comes out too dry. How do we get that nice, you were talking about the crispness. I know you use an iron skillet, but kind of walk us through the temperature and all that kind of stuff to make good chicken, whether it's for this or something else. So my favorite way to do it is in a cast iron skillet. Okay. And I use the chicken breast as a full piece. I don't chop it up before I saute it. Oh. I know Andrew cooks it that way. Like if it's quick, chop it up really quick and it takes less time. But in a cast iron skillet, I like to put it in as the full piece. And you can put like a little bit of oil down. I try not to like put a ton of oil down because I don't want it to be like frying it, but just enough. It doesn't stick to the bottom. And then I pat the taco seasoning on both sides of the chicken breast, put one side down and it should be like searing hot. 
like when you put so you it want down, it really hot yeah when you put okay. it down you should hear it you should see the smoke come up the steam come up and you okay. should hear that like sizzle and that's how you know it's going to be hot enough okay and then probably after three minutes i flip mine so you should get a sear on both sides and it should almost look like you're grilling it on the grill. Like maybe there's some black spots, maybe there's some crispy spots, but the best thing I ever did for myself was like buy a meat thermometer. Like that's what I need to get who overcooks because I'm nervous. I don't want to get food poisoning. I've had it. It's not pleasant. So after the three minutes on each side, when it's starting to look like the outside looks like done chicken, I'm putting that meat thermometer in and checking it. As long as it's above 165 to 170, you're good to go. Like put it right in the center and make sure that when you're putting it in, the little piece is not touching the bottom. Like don't put it all the way through. If you put it all the way through, you're going to get the temperature of like the skillet. Right. So just put it into the center so it's right sandwiched in the middle of all of the chicken. Okay. And like as soon as it hits that temperature, take it off. Like what's the temperature? 165? 165 to 170. Okay. Now like, don't let it go to like 190 because right. now you have overcooked chicken. But once you have the pan super hot and you've seared both sides, yes. you don't lower it so it doesn't burn and let it cook through the middle or you just you're saying it cooks fine the way you do it. So I like do I, don't have mine, to, okay. I just sear it like on both sides and make sure that the inside has the correct temperature. Oh. It's probably cooking though, I want to say on medium high. Like okay. my dial has one to 10 on it and I'm probably somewhere around a seven or an eight to be okay. putting it down and getting that noise I like. If right. you're putting it down and you're not getting that noise, it's going to obviously take longer. And if you're putting it down and it's immediately burning, then it's like way too hot. And if you cook it on both sides like that, the outsides are going to be burned. Oh, okay. Other That's thing you can know. do with a cast iron skillet is if you put it like three minutes on each side and you stick the meat thermometer in and now you're only at, let's say like maybe 120 or 130 and you still have a ways to go. You can just pop that right in the oven on 350 and let yeah. it cook the rest of the way in the oven. So the outside isn't burning. Yes. That's what I was thinking. Now, how, when you've done that, how long would you say you've put it in the oven once both sides are seared? Probably like 15 minutes at 350 or I'm still checking it and it's at 350 and make sure if that is your intention, like preheat the oven. Okay. So then when you're searing it on both sides for texture and then putting it in the oven to cook the rest of the way, you don't have to wait for the oven to preheat because that's going to, that's going to waste cooking time. That's true. Oh, that sounds great. See, this is so helpful. Yeah. I mean, there's a ton of ways to do it. So I guess it, for me, it kind of depends on like what I'm looking for in the moment. Cause I feel like if it's lunch, I want it to be done like really quickly. So right. that's when I'm like cutting up the chicken into like two inch chunks mm-hmm. and putting it in more of a frying pan just okay. to make sure that it's cooked. But for dinner, I want my dinner to be like, I mean, I want dinner to no, be better than lunch. Exactly. And it's like fancier. So <laughs> that's when I'm using like my cast iron skillet to get like the good texture and the sear along the edges. And you want it to be like crispy and textury and different than if you just pan fried it. Yeah, that sounds amazing. That sounds great. You know, the whole, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I do have, um, if you go to my website, kaylacapiello.com, there is a recipe for 
a cast iron skillet chicken that has like lemon and Greek Mm. yogurt and it's very tender, but that was the recipe that taught me like how to cook chicken in a cast iron skillet correctly. Like before that, I didn't know what I was doing. It was kind of trial and error. But once I made that recipe, I felt like it all kind of like came together for me. You know, I have to get one. I think I had one. I don't think I reused it. I don't know where the heck it is. It's got to be somewhere, but I know it's a good thing to have. I think I got intimidated by it because you can't wash it. You got to, yeah, you know, the whole no, thing. <laughs> no dishwasher. Do not let it sit with water. Do not wash it with soap. Like these are all things that will like totally ruin it. So do you clean it with like paper towels or? I have like a little scrubby brush. Okay. But dry. Yeah. Well, I do, you can do it with some water, but the point is you want it to like sit in water. Oh, okay. So if like the sponge or the little scrubby is like wet, that's totally fine, but just do it very quickly. Like no standing water. Like when I'm done with the dishes and it's time to eat dinner, I'm just like throwing the dishes in the sink, like putting water and soap on everything and like walking away until dinner is done. But you can't do that with a cast iron skillet. You definitely like do not want it to sit in any water. So you can okay. use a dry paper towel. You can use a wet paper towel. You can use a wet, like little scrubby sponge, but very quickly get off all of the little pieces okay. and then dry it off. And I like to oil mine. So you put like a tablespoon of oil, rub it around with a paper towel, just so like okay. you're sealing everything in and not letting it like dry out and like possibly rust. Yeah, I bet it's somewhere. I'll ask my husband. I can't imagine we gave it away. It's just it's been forever <laughs> since like, I've used one. Like there's easy ones where it's just like all cast iron. And I have a really big one like that. And that's what I make most of my chicken in. But then okay. I also got one. I want to say it's from Pottery Barn or Williams and Sonoma. And it's cast iron in the inside. But the outside, oh gosh, I want to say the outside is ceramic. So it's a bit easier to clean and maintain. And it's not as like scary of a product to mess up, but okay. you're still getting as healthy as a cast iron skillet. Right. Like, you don't have to clean it the same way, right? right? There's no like okay. non-stick, like toxic stuff that like scares me. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that product is like a little bit easier if you're like new to the cast iron skillet life. Okay. Oh, that is so helpful. This has been great. Kayla, tell us all the ways we can find you. I have so much fun. I really love having you on. I know. It is really fun every week. I really like talking through a recipe because nine times out of 10, I'm sharing it on Instagram. And like, I really don't talk through recipes on my Instagram. They're like aesthetically pleasing with like music. So it's fun to like be able to finally talk through them. But you can follow me on Substack under Kayla Cap Yellow. That's where my weekly meal plans are. And they're all gluten-free, dairy-free, easy, healthy, 30-minute recipes. You can find me on Instagram at Kayla Cap Yellow. You can find me on TikTok at Kayla Cap Yellow and more recipes at KaylaCapYellow.com. Fantastic. All right, everybody check her out. Get her Substack. It is fabulous. Keep coming to Health Power, rate, review, subscribe, and have a great day. Thanks so much. Well, that's it for our show today. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. And we would appreciate it if you could please rate and review and leave a comment because the more you engage with our podcast, the more you will find it and help other people find it wherever they listen to their podcast. So be sure to follow us. I'm at Andrea Donsky and at Naturally Savvy. And Lisa? At Lisa Davis MPH. Thank you so much. And please share this episode because the more you share shows you care. We'll see you next time.